Hopefully you all heard that. We're all being recorded now. So welcome to Centre Church. As you are well aware, we're in lockdown again until Tuesday night, midnight. So um, we're hoping that obviously going back down through the levels will be a lot faster and we can get back to celebrating with you guys face to face again. So um, we will be unsure as to how it goes, whether we continue doing this kind of uh, messaging through the uh, through the through level three um, and into level two, uh, everything seems to be getting changed by the day or by even by the week actually. So um, with this new variant, so as as to how we're going to continue with getting towards getting back to face to face um, fellowship and, and worship in the church. Uh, we'll just have to keep you posted with what the government wants us to be doing. I think so, the level two is is probably where we can meet again. Yeah, but yeah. but with the Delta variant, obviously they're saying different. Oh, okay, because um, they changed different what rules. Saying. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, uh, as far as I know, the leaders will be keeping in touch with you in regards to um, like Bible studies via Zoom meetings like this. Um, I'll be getting in contact with my Tuesday day guys and also even my Thursday night crew if you want to join in during the day seeing as some of us have got nowhere to go and aren't, aren't um, essential workers so we're Lisa and I are actually planning on having one maybe in the middle of the week just to catch up with everybody and see how you're going um, it's just an informal chat and see how everybody's doing mm-hmm. uh, obviously we just want to keep in touch with everybody um, so I can leave it up to you now for okay. everything else. Yep, sure. Um, what did we want to say? Well, I, first of all, I wanted to um, wanted to show you um, just something on. I'm just going to try and share my screen now. Let me just see if I can actually find it. Um, Okay, go back here. Just need to find the right screen that I want to share. This one here is what I want to share. Okay, so uh, hopefully you can see this. This is our church website, um, interchurch.org.nz, and uh, and so this is our website on our, on your on your phone. It looks similar, slightly different. Um, but I just wanted to show you a couple of things. First of all, under the heading messages, um, you can see that we load, we've been loading up the most recent messages. So last week's messages here, um, how to flourish in challenging times. That was with Pastor Robin, so it's with him. Um, and you can you can you can find the other ones as well. So um, definitely some things you can look in there for recent messages. So that, that's a cool place to go. Um, also, we've just added this as well, just yesterday. <clears throat> it's in regards to giving, and I got the idea from another church that's doing something similar. Obviously, we only have a couple of options at the moment. We'll add other options as we go, but um, obviously, given services out of out of um, is, is out of the question just at the moment. But um, if you're wanting to give online. Um, there's our bank account number for Centre Church. And if you want a receipt, which I'm sure you all probably do because you can 
at the moment, the way the laws are, you can claim a third back. Uh, if you want a receipt, then just include your name and as a reference. So that's kind of what I wanted to show you there in regards to our website. So I'll just take you off there now. So, uh, yeah, so have a look at that. But I do want to talk to you for a moment about um, giving. And I was having a look at um, some verses this morning. And there's a scripture in Romans 11.25 that says, the generous soul will be made rich, and he who waters will also be watered himself. And it's very true, isn't it? I, I think that um, generosity is, I mean, we know that generosity that we see from other people, you know, it just it makes you have a good feeling, doesn't it? And and so when people are generous, that's really good. And, and God recognizes it as well. So I'll just say that again, the generous soul will be made rich and he who waters will also be watered himself. So I really like that. And then in, in uh, Galatians, I'll just turn to Galatians. Galatians 6 verse 7. It says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever a man sows, that where he will also reap. So um, I just wanted to kind of pull those two together, eh? Because when we're generous and we sow, um, we're going to be blessed back. And that's a scriptural, it's a, it's a scriptural, what do you call it? Like a, it's a, it's a truth that works every time. And, um, you know, God, God does that every time for us. When we're generous, he'll bless us in return. So mm -hmm. let's just pray. We haven't prayed yet. Yep. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for today, Father. We thank you, Lord, for fine weather. Yeah, we thank man. you, Father God, for the sun, Lord, shining in the sky. We thank you, Father God, for blessing us as well, Father. We thank you, Father God, for your word, and your word is um, the source of our life. And we thank you, Jesus, for what you've done for us on the cross, making a way of salvation for us, making a way to redeem us from the curse of the law. And so we thank you, Lord, that you bless us also um, financially as we give, Father, and, and also in every other way, Father mm -hmm. God. We thank you, Lord, that as we give, we reap, and we thank you, Father God, for blessing us. And, Lord, we commit this service to you, Father, and we pray for blessing upon every single person, Father, that's listening and involved, Father. We just pray blessing upon every family, every family at Centre Church and every family that might even be visiting, Father. Mm. We thank you, God, for your love for us and, and just pray, God, for blessing upon this meeting today Amen. in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Um, one thing I wanted to uh, say is that just remember too, just keep trusting God and stay in faith at this time. Eh? Stay in faith, trust God and stay in faith because um, there's so and 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 also so trust God, stay in faith, and sometimes turn off your TV as well, because there's a lot of fear and stuff that's been coming through on the television, and you can it's almost palpable, where you can almost sort of taste it. And I think that the media likes to, um, you know, that a good story is is often a bad story for the media, and so you know that they're, they're sort of making the most as they can of it. So. Sometimes um, if you're feeling a bit anxious, just make sure that television's off and also make sure you're trusting God, eh? because God is our only source. When it comes down to it, when it comes down to it, nobody except God 
can provide for us. Mm. And so, you know, we just need to make sure we're remembering that. Um, mm. Matt, do you wanna do you wanna take over from here? Yeah, yeah, cool. Okay, cool. Well, um, good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Centre Church where Jesus Christ is Lord, and welcome once again to um, the Browns Alpha Base here in Waikanae. It's awesome to be able to get together this morning and fellowship with everybody by the wonders of uh, modern technology and through the Zoom machine. And so I hope that this morning finds you healthy, healthy and happy and that you guys are finding time to spend with God and to spend with each other, to spend with the people you love and that you are finding time to encourage each other and just use this time as a time of refreshing. You know, before uh, lockdown, the last message that I shared was called OLOC, uh, which is Operational Level of Capacity which is a military term that means to be ready, willing, able, and equipped for battle. And so even though we're in an isolation, we're locked down, we're not actually out of the game. Um, while we're in lockdown, we could be praying for ourselves, for our households, for our families. We could be praying for our friends and work friends. Uh, we can be praying for this nation. We can be praying for the life-giving churches of this nation. We can be praying for the government. And we can be praying for God's will to be done on this earth and for his kingdom to be advanced always in this nation and throughout the world. So... Um, this is not the time to rest, it's the time to refresh. I can tell you that I think that the future for us, um, for the Centre Church and for the people that are watching, that are from the Centre Church, God is about to do something massive in our world um, and he's going to use us for that. So be ready, be willing, be able, be equipped and be refreshed and ready to go. Um, I haven't seen any of you guys for quite a while now, so you know there have been some bits of news kind of leaking in. Uh, from the Centre Church, so I'm going to tell you a couple of things that are happening at the moment. I heard earlier this week that Darcy Hutter, um, the worship leader from the Centre Church, has finally admitted that uh, he doesn't know any of the words to any of the songs that he sings. And I think that's a shocking revelation to come out of the Hutter household. But I think completely believable because I've always thought he was a lip sync and nobody sings that perfect. So um, news coming out of the Hutter household. I heard that Paul Maloney has been spotted at Burger Fuel holding the door open for customers for approximately five hours earlier this week. And uh, earlier that day, he was seen at Countdown in the rain with, a, with, a, uh, with an umbrella ushering people from their cars to the door. So great work, Paul. And then the last thing I heard was earlier today that my brother, Richard Brownie Brown, uh, was heard to have shared his testimony with a group of people. And wait for it, he didn't cry. No tears. So um, if, you, if you listen to Pastor Lisa, we should be listening to God for as the only source of truth because there is a lot of fake news out there, guys. So um, just a few things to catch up on, I guess. Uh, as always, it's an honour and a privilege to serve God and to serve him for this church and to serve him in this way, to be able to share a word that God's placed on my heart. And um, although I'm not with you guys, you're not here with me, we all know that God doesn't sit, uh, sorry, people don't set the atmosphere, God sets the atmosphere. And so I can assure you that this room is filled with the Holy Spirit. It's electrified and um, he is ready to share something through me and I'm really looking forward to it. You know, earlier this week, I was um, reading the book of Matthew, which there's um, a part where Jesus is talking to the disciples and he's talking about the end times and he's talking about signs of the end times. And he mentions wars and rumors of wars. and at the moment, we are living in a time where the advancements in technology, particularly communications, mean that rumours can be propagated really quickly. They can be sent to you really quickly. People can believe them in minutes, millions of people all around the world before they even hear the truth. 
And so, you know, when Jesus is saying wars and rumors of wars, wars, a real war was World War II, where millions, maybe hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of people lost their lives. Um, there was a shortage of food. Food was rationed. People were locked inside their homes because of bombing raids. People lost loved ones. There was trauma that came out of that war. That's a real war. The days that we're living in, we're flooded with rumors and um, and information from all sources. And so, like Pastor Lisa said, I encourage you all, encourage myself as well, to look to God for the only source of truth, to look to his word and trust in him and know that he's the one that's going to tell us what's happening right now and what we should be doing to meet the needs of others. So um, I encourage you to do that. Uh, this morning, the title of my message is, is God Mode Engaged? And it's taken from a popular saying, which is beast mode engaged. And the best illustration I can think of of beast mode was probably Jonah Lomo at the 1995 World Cup, just running over top of people and through people and around people. He went beast mode. In other words, he aggressively gave everything he could in his own strength to meet a challenge and achieve a goal to score tries. And God mode is really the opposite of that. God mode is where we take our focus of what we can do in our own strength and we submit and yield to God and give full control to him and allow him to guide us throughout our lives. And particularly in a time like this where natural knowledge is not enough um, to battle the rumors, to cope with what's going on right now. We need spiritual knowledge and we need to be closer to God than we ever have. So I'm calling for us to be in God mode, to be engaged in God mode. And the very first part for me, the foundation stone in our Christian walk uh, is repentance. And so I'm hoping nobody's rolling their eyes right now. We're going to talk about sin. Is he talking about my sin? Is he going to talk about his sin? Repentance is a really important part of the Christian walk. And it's a really important part of getting closer to God. It's the cornerstone. It's the beginning. Um, and if your cornerstone and the first foundation doctrine is not solid, then your building will be unstable. And so we're going to talk a little bit about repentance this morning. You know, when, when you look at the word of God, if you just look at it in print, if you just read it as it is, you're not going to find the truth and revelation of what's really in there. You see, God hid it so that we could find out, so we could dig deep and we could look with our spiritual eyes to find the truth and revelation in the word. And so I encourage you all to look into repentance, to look into the, the true meaning of repentance. I'm going to give you a little rundown now, but just look into it for your, you know, personally for you. In the Bible, there's, there's two main languages. There's Hebrew in the, in the Old Testament and there's Greek in the New Testament. And uh, the Greek meaning of repentance is to change your mind or change your decision. And it means to like, stop, stop trying to do everything in your own strength. Change your mind and realize that we can't do it all and that we need God. Uh, the Hebrew definition is to turn around is to stop having our back to God and to turn around and run towards him and ask him, you know, what, what do we do next and be guided by God? And so if you put the two together, you've got the perfect definition of repentance, which is to change your mind and stop doing what you're doing now, to turn around to face God and to run to him and to allow him to have control over your life and over my life. And so that, that's, uh, that's the, what I believe is the definition of repentance. And in Mark 1.15, Jesus says to the disciples, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. The first thing he tells us to do is to repent, to repent of our sins, to change our minds, to change our decision, to turn around and to face him. And then we can believe because repentance precedes faith. And so in that statement, he's saying, repent, 
of your sin and then believe in the gospel, the good news of God. Once you've repented, you can truly believe that Jesus Christ is our Lord, our Savior and Deliverer. And so repentance is, uh, is, is a cornerstone. Uh, I'm going to talk about mostly that today. It'll be a pretty quick message too, guys. So once we've repented, um, it's important that we make a decision with our mind. Repentance shouldn't be made out of emotion. It shouldn't be like, um, you know, you're in a church service or something and the worship music's amazing and you make an emotional decision to repent. It has to be a decision that we make to change our will. And if we do that, then we can stick with our decision. You know, we're, we're, we're living in a church uh, where our pastors made a decision with God 35 years ago to plant a church in Carpeti and they have not wavered. Pastor Robin has not wavered in 35 years. You know, Jesus is a great example of sticking to the task. And so is Pastor Robin. We're surrounded by people who know how to stick in. I know right now there are people watching this message who have been in this church for 10, 20, 30, 40 years, been in Christ for that long because you know how to stick with your decision. The danger of not sticking with the decision to repent is that you start to grow cold to God. And, uh, and we've seen that and we've probably had times ourselves where we've been, you know, hot and cold. But it's important that once we repent, we continue to repent and keep a soft heart. You know, in James uh, 1, there's a there's a like a statement in there that he makes, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. It's impossible to be stable if you're double-minded, if you're half in and half out. If you've decided to repent, but you've held on to some parts of sin that you don't want to let go of. You know, I remember um, someone saying to me, if you don't go out for prayer, if you if you don't want to let go of the thing you get prayer for. And it's the same with sin, you know. God should have access to every door of every chamber of our heart. And he should be able to come in and clean house. And, and it's up to us to come to him with a soft heart. But if we're double-minded, then everything we do is unstable. And it's really hard to have faith in God when you believe him for some things, but you don't believe him for other things. It's really, it's almost impossible. In Matthew 6, 24, Jesus says this, No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. You cannot serve God and material wealth. Jesus is trying to say there that once you choose God, once you serve to choose God, then you cannot serve yourself. We have to give ourselves completely to God and trust in him to guide us throughout our lives. So repent, change your decision, change your mind, decide to do something different and follow God. Turn around and run towards God. And once you've made that decision, stick with it. And I don't mean repent once and never do it again. I mean, keep a short account with God. Keep your heart soft. Understand that there might be things that might be creeping in that, um, that God needs to deal with. And that's for all of us because we want to stay on this journey for the rest of our lives. You know, there's something happening in the center church. We know it. There's something happening in the kingdom of God. There's a wave starting and you want to be on the wave. Don't wait 30 years and then end up on the beach wait watching the wave. So um, once you've made that decision, stick with it. Keep a soft heart. Repentance is, is often thought of for the new believer. Um, you know, when you, when you say the prayer of salvation, when I said the prayer of salvation, one of the first things that I said was that I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my son. And um, it's important that we understand that we have to do that as new believers. But even as people who have been around for a while, it's important that we continue to keep a soft heart. In Revelations 2.5, um, God has given, said to John to write a letter to the church of Ephesus. And it says this, look how far you have fallen. 
turn back to me and do the works you did at first. If you don't repent, I will come and remove your lampstand from its place among the churches. Now, this is a letter to a church. It's not to a person. And so God is really saying there, stop leading your people astray. Stop teaching false doctrine. If you do, then I will come and I will shake your church to its foundations. But I believe there's something in there for us as well. You know, when we, when we first get saved, when we first repent, our relationship with God is so close and we feel so close to God. And then there may be times over the years where we just grow a little bit cold. Look how far you've fallen. Turn back to me and do the works you did at first. Turn back to me. Repent. Reversal of attitude. Turn around and face me and run to me. Um, I'm not going to worry about the if you don't repent because I believe I'm speaking to people who are repenting all the time and, and uh, we're keeping a short account with God. But even though that is for a church, it's something for us to keep in mind as well. Even just a small fall, even just something that's crept in that small can be, look how far you've fallen. And so it's important that we continue to keep a short account with God and keep our hearts soft. You know, one of the, one of the, the best, I guess, examples in the Bible of repentance is the prodigal son. And I'm not going to go deep into that, but I'm going to talk a little bit about, I guess, my own journey and how it mimics the prodigal son. You know, the prodigal son in Luke 15, he asked for his inheritance early and then he ran off and did things his own way. He walked away from his father and decided that he'd go out into the world. And living by under his own power and his own strength, he ended up sinning and he ended up in really bad places. And of course, at the end of that, he ended up in a sty feeding pigs and, and wishing that he could eat the husk that the pigs were eating. You know, I spent 38 years in the world doing it my way, deciding what I would do and doing everything in my own strength. And it didn't work. Um, and it was the same kind of thing. I, I just felt like I knew it all. And uh, at that time, I didn't know better. But once I came to know that there was someone who could help, once I saw my brother's life change, and I knew that God could turn someone's life around completely, then I made a decision that I was going to run to God. And the prodigal son at one stage decides, it says in the Bible that he comes to himself. You know, he, He's sort of undone by it all and decides that he needs to go back to his father. That, that was the better way to go. And he goes back with a repentant heart. You see, he's turning back to his father. He's made a decision and changed his mind that his way is not working and he needs his father in his life. And so he runs back to his father. And the bit that I really love, um, and it's what happened for me, is when the prodigal son went out to see his father, his father ran out to see him. His father was waiting for him the whole time to change his mind, just to turn around and run back to him. And when I got saved, um, we said the prayer of salvation in the church on a Sunday. And by Monday morning, um, God had taken drug addiction, alcohol addiction, violence, hatred, swearing, all these things from me. You see, he wasn't holding anything against me. He was just waiting for me to turn around and run towards him. He didn't hold anything against me. And the minute that I did, he gave me everything that comes with the inheritance of being a child of God. He gave me every blessing. He freed me from every addiction immediately. And the prodigal son's father did the same thing. He said to uh, kill the fatted calf, I think it was, and, and make a feast in his son's honor. And I believe that that's what God does when we repent. He's just waiting for us. You see, the all-powerful, all-knowing God knows everything. He knows what's going on in our lives. But he's waiting for us to tell the truth, to come to him with an open heart. And so um, I, I guess I'm just encouraging everybody just to be repentant. To be, you know, it's, it's important for where we're going next. We need to be closer to God for what God's about to do on this earth and there are people on the earth that are completely confused about what's happening. We don't want to be those people. We want to know what's happening. The closer we are to God and um, the more equipped we're going to be. So when we go into God mode, what happens? 
well, we change the world. We change our world and we change the world. Um, you know, the, the world is waiting and God is waiting for the church to stand up and change the world. And um, when we enter God mode, when we're fully repentant, when we're holding nothing back, when our heart is open, when the door of every chamber of our heart is open, then we can be as close to God as we need to be to make the changes that need to be made in this world. And so, um, you know, when, when we go into God mode, we're going to see a great awakening on this earth. And I'm not talking about when Jesus comes back. I'm talking about an awakening throughout the world that is a revival of the Christian faith. Um, and it's going to come out of repentance and it's going to come out of persecution. Um, the church, the church, I believe, is already being persecuted and it is probably going to get worse. Another reason for us to repent and be close to God. But I can tell you on the other side of that, there's revival. Um, you know, people are going to flock to the love of Jesus Christ. We're going to see healings that define modern medicine. We're going to see the truth, the, the lies exposed and the truth prevail. We're going to see God touch down on this earth like we've never seen him before. Um, and I believe the first step for us is to repent and then be ready and believe in faith that God is going to do that. And I, I'm hoping you're all nodding your heads out there, uh, not shaking them, because you must all be able to feel what God is doing on the earth right now. You must be able to feel in your spirit an excitement about what's happening right now. And uh, you're going to be part of it. You know, God God counted every hair on your head before you were born. He named you before you were born. He, You are predestined for greatness. And God is about to do something um, that's going to include all of us, and we need to be ready. Um, so, you know, my, my favorite, um, one of my favorite scriptures is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. That's repentance. Lean not on our own understanding. Don't do things in our own strength. Just trust in God with all our heart. And it says, if we acknowledge him in all our ways, then he will direct our paths. And so who doesn't want to be directed by God? I just want to encourage everybody. Um, this is a very short message, but I want to encourage everybody that repentance. You know, we used to see when I was young, you'd see those guys walking around with the signs and they'd have, you know, repent for the end is nigh. And it just looked like doom and gloom. And the guys actually looked like Jesus. They had like the long hair and the long beard and piercing eyes and this is not a message of doom and gloom. Making a decision for God and turning to God is not a message of doom and gloom. It's an exciting message. It's a message that should encourage us because it just gets us closer to God. And when we're closer to God, he's going to use us in this great awakening. You know, there are going to be people roaming the streets, not knowing what's happening to them because the spirit of God has touched down and splashed all over them. And we have to be ready to swoop them up and disciple them and grow the kingdom of God and advance it on earth. So, um, like I said at the beginning, we're not out of the game. We're actually, the game's just heating up. We're actually just getting into it. So, um, I would encourage you to, you know, examine yourselves. It's a personal thing. I'm going to do the same thing and make sure there's nothing that I'm holding back from God. Allow him to take over and then just watch what happens. So, um, that's pretty much it from me. I thought I, I might finish with a song. Like I know if I had an earpiece in my ear, Hattie would be saying, no, the sound's going to be crap. But um, we might as well finish with a song. I'll do one that we all know. Darcy, just mouth, just mouth something, mate. Like um, I know you don't know the words to any of the songs, but maybe you could just go like uh, ambulance, ambulance, or I think Amy used to do wheelbarrow, wheelbarrow, just do that. Uh, but the rest of you can sing the song. Okay. 
Father, we just thank you, Lord God, for who you are. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you are watching over your flock, Lord God, that you are watching over this earth. I thank you, Father, for the Holy Spirit that is roaming this earth, waiting for the opportunity, Lord Father God, to splash down and just invade people's hearts. Father, I thank you, Lord God, for this church and for this congregation, for everybody who's watching, Lord God. I thank you, Father, that we would all have soft hearts. Father, that we would all make a decision for you, Lord God. Father, that we would turn around and run to you, Lord Father God, and allow you to have control of our lives. Father, I just uh, I just ask right now, Lord Father God, that if anyone is holding on to anything, holding on to any offense, Lord Father God, anything that's holding them back, Father, Father, I just ask that you heal them from that in Jesus' name, Lord God. Father, I thank you, Lord God, for this church, for the unity of this church for the love of this church. I thank you for the leaders of this church, Lord God. We lift up Pastor Robin and Pastor Peter and Pastor Lisa to you, Lord God. We call them blessed and favoured in everything that they do, Lord God. And we thank you, Father, for their commitment to you, Lord God, and their decision to stick with their decision, Lord Father God, and to stand in this day, Father. We thank you for them. We thank you for their leadership and for their wisdom, Lord God. And Father, I just pray that from now on inside this isolation, Lord God, that not only would it be over quick, but while we're in it, that we would use it effectively for you, Lord God. And Father, I just thank you, Lord God, for what you're doing and every person that's here this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.
Well, thank you, everybody, for this morning. That was fun, different, doing it in my kitchen by myself. Um, thankfully, Bronson didn't get up to eat, but um, that was pretty cool. So thank you. Um, back to Pastor Pete. Pastor Lee. Thank you. Thank you.